My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always. Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Those who do not love me do not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. The Gospel of the Lord. When you think of the Holy Spirit, what comes to mind? Maybe you have different images from these scripture readings and can remember making artwork in Catholic school or CCD of a a dove or a flame or fire. Maybe you have memorized the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit from preparation for confirmation. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. In complete honesty, I had to Google those to look those up again myself, but maybe you could think of stories of saints, people like Mother Teresa, whose life so radiated the gospel, or martyrs like St. Maximilian Kolbe, who died for the faith. Obvious examples of people whose lives animated such heroic virtue and examples of holiness that we could see how the Holy Spirit was working in and through that. And any of those are are great starting points to considering the Holy Spirit. But sadly for a lot of people, he just remains this mysterious member of the Trinity that seems kind of removed from the ordinary lives of ordinary people. Someone who is almost dismissed as just being for holy people or whose acts are limited in very sacred spaces. And those are all lies of the devil who wants the Holy Spirit to be distant from our lives or wants us to keep him limited. And thinking about those lies and how to break them, a somewhat non-traditional individual came to mind as an example and a witness to the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. He was an actor from the last century who was not as notable or famous for his movies or his television shows like some of his contemporaries like Bob Hope or Lucille Ball or Dean Martin. In fact, it took so long for his early career to take off that he tried something that was very bold and unique for those in the entertainment industry. He went to Catholic Mass. And one day in particular, he had a lot on his mind apart from not being able to actually work in this creative field that he felt so passionate about. His wife was about to deliver their firstborn. So there he was at Mass, and as he got caught up into prayer, 
he put the last of the cash that he had to his name, $7, in the collection basket. And realizing what he had done and wondering how he was even going to pay for his hospital bills for his wife, rather than trying to tackle the usher down, he prayed for a way that the Lord would take care of his family. And the next day, he was offered a role that paid 10 times the amount he had given. And back then, $70 did more than just fill up a tank of gas. It was one of the most powerful experiences of prayer that this actor had ever had. And a few years later, thankful for the moderate success he was enjoying, but still far from really making it, he found himself praying again looking for clarity and for direction. And so he went to his local Catholic church, and there he was in front of a statue of one of the apostles. And he read about the saint's life and his intercession. And that's where he made his prayer. Help me find my way in life, and I will build you a shrine. And soon after, his career began to flourish. He moved his family, and things continued to take off with all kinds of different opportunities coming his way. And he never forgot his prayer and his promise to honor the saint who helped him to find his way. What or how would he do this? It was then, in the early 1950s, that Danny Thomas started talking with friends and family about how he could fulfill this pledge to St. Jude the saint whose statue he had prayed in front of, who is the apostle known as the patron for hopeless causes. That title, patron of hopeless causes, is thought to have come about because St. Jude Thaddeus shares the first name with the infamous Judas, Judas Iscariot. So it's thought that his was not the first of apostles' names that people would invoke when they're asking for prayers. Someone had to be really desperate to get down to number 12 of the apostles. So Danny Thomas felt drawn to do something big, something to call attention to this saint of hopeless causes, whose, whose prayers had been so helpful in his own life. But how? There were any number of ways and ideas that came to mind. And as he thought about the poor and the sick, he felt led further and further to think about children children diagnosed with cancer, and wanting not just to take care of them, but to create a space where that would try to defeat this evil that has devastated so many lives. By 1955, the idea finally came into view, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, and it would be devoted to curing catastrophic diseases in children. This would be more than just a, a treatment facility. It would be a research center for the children of the world, regardless of race, religion, or financial status. When St. Jude's Hospital first opened, the overall survival rate for children diagnosed with cancer was at 20%. Today, it's over 80%. And they continue to honor their promise that they will help any family that faces some of the worst news that they could ever receive when their son or daughter has cancer and will treat them whether they can afford it or not. It's not hard to imagine times where Danny Thomas saw some of his peers being mentioned in the entertainment news, 
and getting cast for roles or winning awards that might have caused some feelings of jealousy or maybe even some doubt. Yet the legacy of this man and the impact that this hospital has made for families, for research, for just doing good in the world, the realization of that one simple prayer and the effect that it's had is nothing short of amazing. And to me, it's just an example of the power of the Holy Spirit. Because look at what he was praying for. Danny Thomas wasn't looking for a tit-for-tat or quid pro quo. God, give me this role and I'll tithe my salary for the part. Now just listen to those simple words again. Help me to find my way in life. There was a surrender to God. There was an openness. There was a docility. There was a trust. There was faith. Danny Thomas could never have imagined kneeling there in that church over 70 years ago how the Lord would answer his prayer. That, yes, he would be a successful actor, but so much more than that and do so much good for so many people. On this celebration of Pentecost, we come to the end of the 50 days of the season of Easter. For 50 days, we focused on the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 50 days where we reflected on how his passion, his death, and his resurrection has changed history forever. But with Pentecost, Jesus unleashes how he will continue to change history in every day and age that would follow. In this gospel, Jesus clearly talks about how he and the Father want to dwell within us by pouring out the Holy Spirit. And in the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we hear how that happened at the first Pentecost. These men whose lives up to now included failure and sinfulness, who were still prone to fear. After Jesus' ascension, they responded to his word and they remained united in prayer. And now as they receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, they begin to share the gospel and to bring Jesus' very presence and offer him in his, and work his miracles and bring God's saving message to every corner of the world. In our hearing of this word today, in our celebrating Passover Pentecost today, how is the Holy Spirit looking for our invitation to use us, to transform us, to help us to continue in that mission of bringing God's saving message to every corner of the globe? Too many of us see the Holy Spirit as something that we received at baptism and confirmation, but that's kind of it. It's like that gift that many of us never opened the box of, truly utilized it or maybe even read the instruction manual on how to use. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ isn't something that's part of ancient history. We as Catholics believe that at every Mass, at this altar, Calvary is made real and present. The passion, death, and resurrection is made real and present as we receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus in the Eucharistic host. So as we come forward to receive the body of Christ, we come face to face with him and we receive him into our bodies and souls. But it's not meant to be a, a momentary encounter. It's not meant to be like a drive-through where we simply eat his flesh and then we just 
move on unchanged. But we have to want that change. We have to cooperate with him. The first apostles, except the one Judas, they all encountered that same Jesus, but they had to, con to choose to continue to turn to him. They had to choose to go to him to receive forgiveness from him. They had to choose to remain rooted in prayer and to ask for this Holy Spirit to come upon them and then to remain with them and redirect their steps. That's what enables them to speak in these foreign languages and go to these distant places to foreign peoples and continually have their, their horizons broadened in ways they could never have imagined as God kept moving them forward further than they ever conceived of those first moments they first encountered Jesus. Pope Benedict XVI reminds us that wherever the Spirit of God enters, he puts fear to flight. He makes us know and feel that we are in the hands of an omnipotence of love. Something happens. His infinite love does not abandon us. And despite the limitations and the sins of men and women, the church continues to cross the ocean of history, blown by the breath of God and enlivened by his purifying fire. For Danny Thomas, his prayer wasn't simply looking to be cast in a, a certain role touched far deeper into the depths of his identity as the beloved child of God. Help me find my way in life. And God's answer went beyond the wild streams of any agent or casting director. What can it, what will it be for each of us? How is the Lord nudging you to be selfless, sacrificial, to forgive, to be bold, to testify and witness, to love recklessly. May the desires of our hearts be open ourselves to those, those thoughts and those prayers as we pray in a new way. Send forth your spirit, O Lord, and renew the face of the earth.